Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. Hi there, welcome back. This will be for Hebrews chapter 11. I shall read the heading first. By faith we understand the word and work of God. Faith of the ancients was centered in Christ. By faith men subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, and worked miracles. Verse 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now we know in Alma where it says, And now, as I said concerning faith, faith is not a perfect knowledge of things. Therefore, if ye have faith, ye hope for things which are not seen, which are true. The Bible Dictionary does give a definition of faith, which I commend to you. That's a really good, excellent uh, definition of the word faith. Boyd K. Packer said, I recognize two kinds of faith. The first is the kind which is apparent in the world. It is the common denominator of most everything that goes on. It is the thing that lets us exist. It is the thing that gives us hope or some hope of getting anything done. Everyone has it, some in a larger measure than others. The second kind of faith, remarkably rare, unusual to find, is the kind of faith that causes things to happen. Faith is a power as real as electricity, except a thousand times more powerful. Now did you ever exercise faith, exercise it, practice it, you see, not just take it for granted. When you look at yourself, when you look at yourself, ask yourself, how faithful are you? It is a first principle of the gospel according to the Lord. Is it a first principle in the gospel according to you? So that was in the talk by given, or given by Boyd K. Packer in 1962 at BYU. Verse 2, for by it the elders obtained a good report, through faith we understand that the whole, that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. The creations were made with God's power. Joseph Smith said, Faith is not only the principle of action, but of power also in all intelligent beings, whether in heaven or on earth. Thus says the author of the epistle to the Hebrews, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By this we understand that the principle of power which existed in the bosom of God, by which the worlds were framed, was faith, and that it is by reason of this principle of power existing in the deity that all created things exist, so that all things in heaven, on earth, or under the earth exist by reason of faith as it existed in him. Had it not been for the principle of faith, the worlds would never have been framed. Neither would man have been formed in the du- of the dust. It is the principle by which Jehovah works and through which he exercises power over all temporal as well as eternal things. Take this principle or attribute, for it is an attribute from the deity, and he would cease to exist. Who cannot see that if God framed the worlds by faith, that is, by the faith that he exercises power over them, and that faith is the principle of power, and if the principle of power it be it must be it must be so in man as well as in the deity. This is the testimony of all the sacred writers in the lesson which they have been endeavoring to teach to man. Faith then is the first great governing principle which has power, dominion, and authority over all things. By it they exist, by it they are upheld, by it they are changed, or by it they remain agreeable to the will of God. Without it there is no power, and without power there could be no creation nor existence.
Verse 4, By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. Abel appeared to Paul. Joseph Smith said, How doth he yet speak? Why he magnified the priesthood which was conferred upon him, and died a righteous man, and therefore has become an angel of God by receiving his body from the dead, holding still the keys of his dispensation, and was sent down from heaven unto Paul to minister consoling words, and to commit unto him a knowledge of the mysteries of godliness. And if this was not the case, I would ask, How did Paul know so much about Abel, and why should he talk about his speaking after he was dead? Hence, that he spake after he was dead must be by being sent down out of heaven to administer. Verse 5, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him, for before his translation he had, he had this testimony that he pleased God. During the first 2200 or so years of the earth's history, that is, from the fall of Adam to the ministry of Melchizedek, was not a it was not an uncommon occurrence for faithful members of the church to be translated and taken into the heavenly realms without tasting death. Since that time, there have been occasional special instances of translation, instances in which a special work of the ministry required it. We know that, for example, Moses, Elijah, John the Revelator, and the three Nephites were, have been translated. Also, Alma and Nephi in the Book of Mormon. Verse 6, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a, re a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. For f by faith Noah, being warned of God of things not yet as, not seen as yet, moved with fear, or caution, or reverence, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world, and because and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out in, into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundation, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one, and him of as good as dead, as many of the, as the stars of the sky in multitude, and as the sand by, which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country... And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is, an heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promise offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. Abraham believed that even though he took Isaac's life, his faith was such that God would raise him from the dead. Verse 20, By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith Jacob, when he was, when he was dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshipped, leaning upon the top of his staff. In other words, he gave patriarchal blessings which come by faith. By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, 
was hid three months of his parents because they saw that he was a peculiar or a handsome child, and they were not afraid of being of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years of discretion, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the, the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of heaven or the treasures of Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. If they of the chosen seed had not believed in their hearts that the Lord Jehovah would spare their firstborn sons, the angel of death would have taken them as he did the firstborn of Pharaoh and all the families of Egypt. As uh, by faith they passed through the Red Sea, on, as by dry land, which the Egyptians assaying to do, were drowned. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down, after they were compassed about seven days. In other words, faith is power. By faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. Now, remember that I mentioned in a previous podcast that when they called, um, a lot of times they called women by uh, uncomplimentary terms, that that may not be necessarily the case, that uh, Rahab may have actually been an innkeeper, not a harlot. Um, So anyway, don't look unfavorably upon Rahab. Verse 32, and what shall I more say, what shall I more say, for the time would fail me to tell of, of Gideon, this is Gideon, um, who was uh, who had the 300 warriors, and of Barak, and Barak was helped by Deborah, and of Samson, and of Jephthah, and of David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions. So Paul is listing a, a bunch of people here that had faith in God and did mighty miracles. Bruce R. McConkie said, Paul very obviously, knowing much more about Melchizedek than he happened to record in his epistles, gave us an illustration of great faith. Some unnamed person who wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions. That's what I'm just saying here in verse 33. He, he's he's uh, mentioning somebody that he's not mentioning their name here. From the prophets' inspired additions to the Old Testament, we learn that Paul's reference was to Melchizedek. Now, Melchizedek was a man of faith who wrought righteousness, and when a child he feared God and stopped the mouths of lions and quenched the violence of fire. Verse 33, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword out of weakness, were made strong, waxed valiant in faith, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain the first resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, more, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God, having provided some better thing for them through their sufferings, for without sufferings they could not be made perfect. In the King James Version, it reads, "It reads, God having provided some better thing for us, that they, referring to the dead who had 
who had had faith in the Savior without us should not be made perfect. Members of the church frequently recite this verse in connection with the salvation for the dead. However, the Joseph Smith translation says, God having provided some better things for them through their sufferings, for without sufferings they could not be made perfect. This rendition is in harmony with the overall message of the chapter, which is not talking about those who died without the gospel, but rather about those who were valiant in the gospel, even suffering and dying in defense of it. The Joseph Smith translation rendering rendition of verse 40 is thus consistent with the context of the chapter. The King James Version render, rendition is not. However, even though the prophet Joseph Smith knew that had reference to earthly suffering, he still occasionally used the King James passage for teaching about salvation for the dead. Anyway, that's the end of the chapter, and we will see you next time. Bye.